You're tuned into tomorrow. Right here on the Advanced Media Network. When you're a new podcaster, you may need a little help setting everything up. Like us at Into Tomorrow, you may want a company who's there when you need them who actually picks up the phone when you call. Well, that's Blueberry Podcasting. Call 1-877-729-8642 or go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com. Welcome into Tomorrow with Dave Graveline, the interactive radio network program with the latest in high-tech products and services and the experts who bring them to you. This is Into Tomorrow. Here's Dave Graveline. It's the Into Tomorrow broadcast for the weekend of Friday, April 8th, 2022, celebrating Cameron's 10th birthday. Happy birthday to... I was going to say our staff member, Cameron, but there are child labor laws, so we really can't say that. Our unofficial staff member slash co-host, Cam. Yeah. I think we could have him work like 10 hours a week or something. Oh, can he? Yeah. But he has to get paid. Yeah. I I pay him in hugs. Right. It doesn't work for him. He wants to be paid in Roblox gift cards. That's true. He doesn't even (laughs) need the cash. He just wants Roblox stuff. Uh, Or anime he wants. He loves anime. Send him anime stuff. Yeah, I don't know where he gets that from. I, yeah, I've I, never seen an episode of anime, anything in my life. Yeah, I'm not otherwise impressed with it. But do welcome to the program. Glad to have you with us. Back up your important data. Always try to remind you of that. And check your spam filters regularly. You may very well be surprised. I had two others yesterday. Legitimate emails. One of them was like, I wondered why they never replied to me. It was in my spam filter. And another one was just somebody I hadn't heard from in a while, and I went, oh, wait, you know, put them on the white list or unspam them. I figure if I haven't heard from anybody in a while and they end up in my spam filter, it's probably meant to be. <laughs> well, I guess there's <laughs> that. You could probably justify it that way. But we do have some tech news and commentary for you. And then Patrick in Tyler, Texas, and several others standing by with calls, questions, comments, maybe some tech rage, maybe some help for other listeners, lots of goodies. As Into Tomorrow continues, what do you got? Apple said this week that its annual Worldwide Developers Conference will begin on June 6th. The company will hold a launch event on the first day of the conference. Apple usually unveils new iPhone, iPad, Apple Watch, Apple TV, and Mac software at a presentation featuring its CEO, Tim Cook, on the first day of the conference. WWDC 2022 will be virtual and streamed on Apple's website. Uh, the event will run through June 10th. Of course, Apple has held only virtual events since 2020. And it's interesting because now they're asking for their employees to come back to the office at least one day a week, and employees are very upset about it. They don't want to go to the office, and they're trying to use COVID as an excuse. It's just they've gotten lazy working from home. I have a friend like that. You know, She got a call from, from, from their, her office that they're going to go back initially two days a week. They have to go back. And she, she went into an uproar, and she yeah. finally convinced them to let her just go back one day a week. I'm thinking... Just go back to the office. She <laughs> let them convince her of that? No, or no, she, she convinced they, she them? She convinced them to let, no, instead of two days a week, I'll come in one day a week. I'm like, <laughs> I would have said, you know what? You're fired. Yeah. You, you come in when we tell you to because you work for us or you don't come in at all. Uh-huh. Okay, I'll stay home. No, no, no. You don't come in at all because you're fired. Yeah. Holy cow. Must be nice. Uh-huh. Jeez. Oh, well. Have you recently received a text message from your own phone number? Uh, If so, do not click the link you were sent. You obviously didn't send it to yourself. And And do not call it back. Yeah. (laughs) You get a busy Uh, signal. And your phone carrier, likely Verizon in this case, didn't send it to you either. 
According to Verizon Wireless, the company is currently investigating a mass spam text message campaign targeting its customers. While all of these spam messages try to direct their targets to a link, it seems that the type of links being sent vary greatly. Some Verizon customers have reported being sent a link to a fake customer survey, a classic spam text message tactic telling the target that they need to click a link to claim a free gift as a result of paying their most recent phone bill is also being deployed. Oh, jeez. Another spam message attempts to send Verizon customers to the website for Russian state-owned news network Channel One Russia. Verizon says they are actively working to block these messages and have engaged with U.S. law enforcement to identify and stop the source of the messages. Well, good. They need to work on that. But here we've mentioned on the show for years, if in doubt, type it out. In this case, if it looks like it's a legitimate website, especially if it's someone you do business with and you're not sure... Well, mouse over the link in most email scenarios, other than your cell phone, it's hard to do that. But if you're on a computer and you mouse over the link, if it's not chase.com, your bank, or something of that nature, don't click it. Right. Or even if it is, instead of clicking the link, go to the, your web browser and just go to the website yeah. yourself. Type the website out. Correct. And then do whatever it is that they're asking you for or something of that nature. But again, if in doubt, Throw it out, <laughs> but if in doubt you think it's something you want to do or check into, well, then type it out manually and see what happens. Yeah, and the, and the tip I always tell people, you know, is no legitimate financial institution is going to send you an email asking for your password. That's for sure. So if that's that's usually the first red flag. If they're asking for your login information, that's it, delete it. Yeah, and they're getting very bizarre lately in some of the ways because most of these scammers have frequently used. Uh, actual logos and things like that, because, come on, you get anything off the web, it's not a big deal, right? And it makes it look very legit. Or, you know, I always love the ones that I get from your Chase account. I don't have a Chase account, so it goes right away into spam. You know, delete, spam, whatever. But those that are legit-seeming, you have to check out. But again, if it's your bank asking you to log in, click here, log in, and and change to a stronger password or something, no, 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 no. Go to your bank site and do that if, in fact, it's even legit. Yeah, I've gotten thing. several emails saying that I need to you know, log in and, and update my uh, Spotify login credentials. I've, I don't have a Spotify account. I've never had a Spotify <laughs> yeah, account. Exactly. <laughs> so those things ought to be red herrings yeah. and flags and other things. So just delete or mark them for spam and certainly don't give them the satisfaction. Here's a story that I'm interested in. TCL may soon top LG as the world's second largest smart TV supplier after shipping 24.57 million TV sets in 2021, compared with LG, which shipped 27.33 million units. Researchers at Omedia say TCL will likely overtake LG in unit sales this year. Couldn't happen to a nicer company. I dislike yeah. LG TVs. I yeah. like their other appliances. Don't like their TVs. I don't know. Just keep in mind before you put a TCL smart TV in your house, you know, where, where TCLs were made and where they're from. So this is a Chinese company. Yeah. And I actually <laughs> toured their factory in China. And that was fascinating when I did this a few years back because literally from a pile of sand, because they make their own displays. And they make displays for several other leading manufacturers. Last I heard, including, I believe, LG and Panasonic and a few others. So, yeah, they're made, come on, most everything anyway from China until we can fix all of that. 
but it was awesome to tour from the pile of sand out back all the way through as they made their displays. They were making them huge and cutting them in fourths to make larger displays, etc. And then all the way down the assembly line, putting all the components together and then out the other end as a finished TV that they were quality control testing, turning it on, playing something, and then boxing it up and out to the truck. I mean, it was fascinating. Was that the same trip to China where you were surrounded by Chinese police and almost kicked out of the country because you had a video camera? No, that was a different trip. Oh, okay. I've been to China, gee, probably two dozen times in the last few years. Certainly not lately, nor do I intend to go back anytime soon, if at all. But, no, that was a separate trip where at Tiananmen Square and actually on the Great Wall, uh, just north of Beijing, where we whipped out one of our broadcast cameras because we were just doing a little promotional announcement, you know, bringing you into tomorrow from the Great Wall of China. And, boy, we were surrounded by, by Chinese police. But the biggest thing where we almost went to jail was in Tiananmen Square. Because you were asking them about Tank Man? Yes. Well, I was asking our guide, who it turns out was like a colonel in the Chinese army, but spoke English, and he was very open and honest with us. And I said, so now that we're here in Tiananmen Square, whereabouts was that thing where the guy stood in front of the tank years ago? Well, I don't know for sure, but it was right basically over here, and he walks us over to that area. And I said, so you know what I'm talking about, right? You've seen the picture? Oh, no, 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 no. I said, Oh, I can send it to you. No, 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 no. Please do not send it to me. I will go to jail for receiving it. I went, what? And, of course, then I went back to the hotel room that night, tried to Google it. (laughs) Nothing came up because they block everything because they're communist. And But it was an interesting thing because we pulled the camera out there because there was like a series of promotional announcements, you know, from the Great Wall of China, from various places around the world, from here in Tiananmen Square. And it, it, that's all I was saying. I had a microphone and a camera, and we were surrounded by a bunch of Chinese police, first on Segway units and then in vans. And it was like 20 cops all around us. And my guide told me, because he saw me reaching for my back pocket, I was going to bring out my police retirement badge. No, 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 no. They don't understand that. They're going to think you're FBI, and they're going to take you in for questioning. Oh, boy. I said, really? He goes, trust me. And sure enough, that was it. They just wanted our passports, and they were on the radio, and, and then this guy was telling them who we are, and we cover consumer tech, and we're here promoting Chinese companies. Oh, you know. <laughs> I mean, he did a good job covering us. He's probably since been executed or something. I don't know. I hope not. Uh, But that was bizarre. I've had several bizarre situations, mostly in China. Imagine that. And, yeah, I was at Wuhan not any time recently, but many years ago. Hopefully you didn't eat any bats. No. (laughs) Didn't even see any bats. Or I did see a lot of weird stuff in the various uh, food markets. Yeah, but we saw that in Taiwan. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> exactly. You know, we were with I forget who we were with on that trip. But, you know, we were with you know, somebody from, on our staff who you know wanted to go hunt down the stinky tofu, and I'm like, and we did. Is, all you have to do is walk down the streets and follow the smell. <laughs> and man, stinky tofu is aptly named. If you've never smelled it, you don't want to. Trust me. Yeah. Very bizarre. How'd we get off on that? I have no idea. What the heck were we talking about? We're talking about uh, Chinese TV manufacturers. Oh, that's right. So TCL is going to outdo LG this year. 
Speaking of other countries, German law enforcement have seized the servers propping up the Hydra market, allegedly the biggest marketplace on the dark web. In a press release, the Central Office for Combating Cybercrime and Germany's Federal Criminal Police Office announced the platform had been taken down and $24.6 million worth of Bitcoin were seized. Oh. No arrests have yet been made, it was said. Uh, Hydra Market, which was allegedly run by Russians, was used to sell drugs and launder money. It was also used to distribute stolen databases, documents, and cybercrime tools and services such as viruses for hire. Whoa. So kudos to the German police for yeah. taking out you know, all these big uh, marketplaces on and, the web. And since we're in Germany every year for IFA, and sometimes then some for other events, you know what the German police are called? Polizei. Polizei. Yes. That's right. But they still have those funny-sounding sirens. They need to, you know. What do they sound they're, they're, like? They're, they're, uh, you're just trying to get me to do it. Yes, you know, I am. Uh, I don't know. It's like, you know, wee, whoa, wee, whoa, yeah, something like that. Not even close. They're not those, you know, cool American sirens that we have. <laughs> and what do our cool American sirens sound like? You know what they like? sound like because you, 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 know, you drove a cop car for many years. A cop car. Yeah. I drove a cop car. Yeah. Yes, I did. And a lot of times. one of them coppers. And a, a lot of times on Code 3 yeah. with lights and sirens or sirens as some people call them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A group of Facebook engineers identified a massive ranking failure that exposed as much as half of all news feed views to potential, quote, integrity risks, unquote. Over the past six months, that according to an Internet report on the incident, it also indexed posts by Russian state-owned media outlets, which have since blocked Facebook after the company restricted the accounts of the publications in response to the country's invasion of Ukraine. So still a lot of that going on, and we should expect that there would be more of it. But I found this interesting, too. Last week, Google said it's adding a new label to search results for news stories, interviews, announcements, and press releases that are frequently cited by other media outlets in an effort to alleviate original reporting. I'm sorry. To elevate. (laughs) I can't read my own writing. In an effort to elevate original reporting in its announcement the search giant and it's not even writing it's typed Uh, oh gosh the search giant gave an example of an exclusive local news story that it picked up by numerous national outlets that proceed to cover the story google search will highlight the local news outlets original piece at the top of the search results page when users seek out the story and apply the highly cited label to that original story. The highly cited label is launching soon on mobile in the U.S. and will roll out globally in the coming weeks. So in this sense, good for them. Local news sources will get the credit they deserve for coming up with an interesting story. And if you search it and you find it, then kudos to the local news organization that actually still has maybe some investigative actual reporters on staff. Go figure. Yeah, maybe you should stop printing your uh, tech news items in cursive, and then you'll be able to read them easily. <laughs> in cursive. <laughs> yeah, you would think. No, it's bad enough I've had to increase the font terribly. <laughs> yeah. Patrick in Tyler, Texas, listens on KTBB. By the way, they're AM and FM, and we love them carrying into tomorrow all these years. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Dave. I've got a question about uh, home security systems. Okay. My research, there's tons of them out there and different bells and whistles and pricing. I was just wondering if you could recommend two or three that you like the best. And I'm looking for something for security inside the house 
and also outside when we are on vacation that would give me a uh, warning when motion is detected and can signal my uh, iPhone. And also, I'm kind of confused about all the plans out there. If you have to uh, subscribe to a special uh, Wi-Fi plan or something like that with them. So if you can advise me on that as well, I'd appreciate it. Well, Patrick, it would be our pleasure to help you out. And, and no doubt that we're all confused by so many things out there. But guess what? They're all more or less the same. They all offer motion sensors, door and window sensors, window brake detection, and so forth. And people are generally satisfied with them until they need to deal with a human being. If you want to be alerted on your phone when something happens, just about any of them will offer that via either push notification, if you will, text messages, or calls. For example, A company called Cove, C-O-V-E, offers all of those options, and someone will reach out with via the panel that you install in your house as well. Yeah, now, and you shouldn't need a parallel Wi-Fi network, but pricing is usually shady. For example, Cove goes out of its way to hide their monthly costs on their website. A blog post says they're between 15 and $40 a month. Boy, that's a heck of a span, though. Yeah. Uh, Front Point is well-reviewed, but it's not any more transparent. They'll make you go through an assistant to see how much money they can get out of you. If you dig enough, you'll find that that monthly fee is around $50 a month. Gee. Now, Ring's alarm monitoring service is less expensive at around $20 a month, but you'll find that they're not nearly as well-reviewed as either Cove or Front Point, as we suggested. And their devices are reliant on AWSs. That's Amazon's company, of course. Their their U.S. East One region, if you will, which has a tendency to have issues every now and then, sometimes frequently. You may have heard about how some ring doorbells stopped working altogether in 2021 when Amazon was having issues in a particular region. Yeah, the other big cost will be the hardware itself, but we can't really help you there. Uh, Those costs tend to be comparable across the different companies, but they're all highly dependent on your house and what gear you need. But that will be specific to you, and the costs can vary a lot depending on whether you want to cover a studio apartment or a six-bedroom house or whether you just want motion sensors or cameras all over the place, for example. Check them out. Let us know what you end up going with, Patrick, because we hope we have been of some help to you. Intotomorrow.com, folks. LifeCare provides valuable whole life insurance to cover final expenses such as medical bills, burial costs, and unpaid debt. A final expense insurance policy is fast, easy, affordable life insurance that's available to anyone between the ages of 50 and 80. No medical exams, no lengthy questionnaires, and no waiting period. The application process is quick and easy. You can even apply without having to undergo a medical examination. Just answer a few questions and we'll do the rest. With the average funeral costs skyrocketing to $11,000 and Social Security only paying $255, you need simple, affordable peace of mind for you and your whole family. Don't leave behind unpaid expenses, expenses that, if left unattended, will burden your family tremendously. Benefits include a guaranteed premium that will never increase, a guaranteed cash value, and a guaranteed death benefit that can never decrease. To find out how you can get final expense insurance with a guaranteed lifetime rate log, call LifeCare at As Into Tomorrow continues, why strap on a fitness tracker when you can just put on a shirt? 
We're getting even closer to smart garments with this week's Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute brought to you by MarPay. Here's Alfred Poor. Thanks, Dave. The concept of smart clothing is appealing. Instead of strapping something to your wrist or sticking a patch on your skin, you just put on a garment that has the sensors built in. The problem has been that the sensors and electrical connections and controllers all have to be made separately and then attached to the fabric somehow. Researchers have made conductive threads before, but they only solve part of the problem. A team led by the University of Cambridge scientists have created stretchable yarns that can stand up to industrial weaving processes. The key is that these yarns are not just conductive, but can also be used to fabricate connected sensors, digital storage, and even displays. They can even incorporate energy harvesting components to provide their own power. In addition to making smart shirts, this technology could be used to create television displays that roll up and garments that can help treat disease in addition to detecting it. For Into Tomorrow, I'm Alfred Poor. Back to you, Dave. Thank you, Alfred. The Into Tomorrow Health Tech Minute brought to you by MarPay, a smart third-party administrator using AI intended to lower health plan costs. Visit MarPAIHealth.com. Nothing is more important than protecting your family and property. That's why you should make a free call right now to Vivint, the number one smart home services provider in the U.S. Vivint will make your home safer and more secure with a state-of-the-art system that's so simple to use. Vivint smart home specialists provide award-winning monitoring of your system 24-7, 365 to respond to any emergency, even when you can't. And with the 4.5-star rated Vivint smart home mobile app, control your entire house from anywhere. Locks, cameras, security system, all at your fingertips on your mobile device. Call Vivint now and get a free quote, professional installation, and full smart home service for as little as $2 per day. Equipment purchase or service agreement required. Conditions apply. Call now. A smart home is a safer home. So protect your family and your property, home or business, with a Vivint smart home system. Call 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005. That's 800-689-3005. 800-689-3005. Welcome back into tomorrow. Dave Graveline with you. This our 26th year on the air, bringing you the latest in consumer tech, products and services, gadgets, gizmos, all sorts of things available today and into tomorrow. So we want you to participate on the program. In fact, we love it when you participate. You make the show. So do join us anytime, 24-7 at your convenience. You don't have to wait to hear the next broadcast or the next podcast or the next stream. You're welcome to join us anytime. 800-899-INTO. It's toll-free from anywhere in North America. 1-800-899-INTO. Or use the Into Tomorrow app. It's free in your favorite app store. Just mash that message to studio button. And that's a good way to hear us. You sound like you're right with us in the studio. A good way for us to hear you, if you would. Um, or a way that folks are used, utilizing a lot more these days, visit us at intotomorrow.com on any device with a browser and a microphone. And click that Ask Dave button and participate that way. Either way, we want to hear from you and we appreciate you joining us. 
Throughout 2021, businesses had been challenged, of course, to meet the needs of their customers while still finding ways to be more cost-efficient, more responsive, and make faster, more informed decisions. We've talked about that for many, many months. Many businesses turn to artificial intelligence, or AI, to address these shifts. We're joined by the Chief Artificial Intelligence Officer, yes, that's actually his title, with IBM, Seth Dobrin. Seth, welcome into tomorrow. How are you, sir? Doing well, Dave. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. First of all, when we heard, uh, we saw your title, we said, we got to have him on. That's perfect for Into Tomorrow. That's exactly the kind of stuff that we talk about. Tell me, what is it that you do at IBM as Chief Artificial Intelligence Officer? Yeah, so my role is, is multifold. So first and foremost, I'm responsible for establishing and implementing our AI strategy. So uh, how we come to market with AI, how we what we invest in an AI, and how IBM uh, across the company shows up as a single singular company around AI. Uh, I'm also responsible for our internal transformation for how we use data and AI within our software business. Uh, and I'm responsible for implementation of, of uh, you know, data privacy regulations uh, and compliance with those, as well as the upcoming AI regulations. Uh, Plus, I spend a lot of time talking to customers, sharing my experiences and, and perspectives on AI. Terrific. And, of course, talking to folks like me to get more of a perspective as well. Of course. Now, I understand uh, on your site that banks will be adopting new AI-powered fraud detection. Uh, detection capabilities. Uh, what can you share about that? Yeah, so I mean, banks have historically been leaders in the implementation and adoption of AI. Uh, you know, it was primarily or initially driven by by regulatory requirements around anti money laundering as well as around fraud. Uh, traditionally, fraud detection has been managed through a series of rules. So if this happens, then, you know, if Dave does this, then that means it's likely fraud or not, which is not really reliable because there are things that change about you that don't necessarily follow the rules. Rules need to be updated. AI has been used to reduce what we call the, the rate of false positives, which which means, you know, you're driving across country, you stop at a gas station, you start to you put your card in to, to pump the gas and the bank says, uh, sorry, transactions declined you get a text or an email asking if it's you that's what we would call a false positive because it's it's you using your credit card yeah uh and so ai through you know location services on the app as well as understanding you know your your history and, and perspectives can reduce those types of, of false positives and you know we hear from so many companies lately about how they use ai and they really not do they're not doing very much but what you're describing makes perfect sense i mean it's actual case studies and history and actual use of these things so and of course not only banking but retailers in general i think uh you know in order especially to deal with overcoming the pandemic uh if we're ever going to get back to whatever normal is um but retailers are also seeing some terrific advantages to artificial intelligence in the real world yeah so there's multiple ways that retailers specifically are using ai uh, one and probably the, the, the one that we're probably most used to, whether we realize it or not, is what we call hyper-personalization, which is where AI is used to understand you as an individual, your likes, your dislikes, your habits, 
so that the retailers can provide a better and more customized experience for you. Uh, AI also helps uh, retailers managing the world we live in, where it's kind of a hybrid digital, real, you know, in-person brick and mortar relationship we have with the retailers. And so AI is a fundamental part of, of that. Uh, process, as well as, you know, retailers, particularly along with travel and transportation, are facing a staffing crisis, right? They're yeah. on these massive hiring sprees trying to bring people on. AI is a fundamental part of that. Now, that's an area where it affects the, you know, a human's wealth and well-being. And so we need to make sure that that's done in a trustworthy manner when we look at, at those types of use cases. And Seth, on your website at ibm.com slash AI, we're seeing a lot of very cool information, very helpful information. One of the things that we've noticed is conversational AI and how it'll help healthcare and insurance companies and so forth. What exactly is conversational AI? Yeah, so conversational AI takes advantage of, of a capability that's known as natural language processing, natural language understanding, um, and, and even natural language generation, which is basically where you know the, the AI has learned to understand uh, language, understand the context of that language, and be able to respond. And so a great example of this that all of us can relate to is with, uh, with CVS Health. They were an instrumental part of the vaccine rollout across the United States. Uh, and interestingly, you know, not surprisingly, maybe there were varying requirements state to state on who was eligible, sometimes even county to county. Uh, and CVS used uh, Watson Assistant, which is our conversational AI capability, uh, along with Watson Discovery, which is our natural language understanding capability, to be able to help us as humans get access to the vaccine, to information, and even using AI-powered automation to make appointments and ensure that the the pharmacies that you were going to to get your shot had adequate supplies. Uh, So it made a huge difference, and thus the conversational AI played that important role. No, No question about that, especially because it becomes a language easy for us as consumers to understand. You know, it's a whole different ballgame from the business end and, and from the business's enterprise that you work with and that sort of thing. Uh, and you talk about IBM Watson. Almost every IBM guest I've interviewed over our past 26 years, I've asked to interview Watson one of these days. So maybe maybe you'll be the one that says, we'll make that happen. I'm sure there's a way to do that because of AI. So we'll get them on, get Watson on into tomorrow at some point. But let's talk for, uh, for a moment about how AI plays a role in the lives of us as consumers and businesses, for that matter, because people say, well, we keep hearing a lot about it, but I'm not sure it's really affecting me. Uh, and if if it is, how? Yeah, so, you know, it, AI impacts us every day, almost every moment of, of every day. So, you know, whether we realize it or not. So, so, for instance, I wear hearing aids, right? These hearing aids have a tremendous amount of AI in them, understanding the environment, analyzing the environment. Uh, and they even do things like translate language and transcribe. Uh, so that's one way that, you know, AI is impacting us. Other ways are in retail, like I mentioned. In, in financial decisions, so, so banks leverage AI pretty extensively uh, to help them make uh, decisions about credit card applicants, about mortgage applicants, things like that. And they do that for a couple of reasons. One is in order to help them uh, resolve higher case, higher loads, uh, demands, uh, but also because AI can help them minimize 
biases that humans may bring to the table. Oh, it's important point. to remember that 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 AI itself is not biased. Math is not biased. The bias comes from the past decisions of humans that live in the data. And so we're using AI to actually combat that and ensure that AI that impacts our health, our wealth, and our well-being uh, minimizes specific types of biases. Are there particular industries, Seth, that you think will benefit more than others from AI? I know that it can affect everyone and can certainly help every business in one way or another, but any in particular that you think are really going to be able to take advantage? You know, I, I think, as you mentioned, like literally every industry, every interaction could benefit from AI in some way. Uh, but I, I suspect that, you know, as we look into 2022 specifically, uh, as retail and travel and transportation are recovering from the pandemic, they were probably the hardest hit uh, segments of the economy that were hit. They're leveraging AI, as I mentioned earlier, to, to help them with hiring and staffing up. Uh, they're leveraging AI to help make their supply chains more resilient. Uh, they're leveraging AI to make sure that their environmental footprint is is more sustainable. Uh, and, and so those are some some really good examples of, of how AI is impacting uh, the, the next will be impacting us next year. Well, Seth, you are very informative and a pleasure to chat with because we do learn a lot. I look forward to hopefully getting you back on the show again. There's so much more to cover. We barely were able to scratch the surface. Meantime, I'm assuming that our audience can visit ibm.com slash AI and learn even more, especially about the things that you and your team are working on. Yeah, and they can see, you know, we've had over 40,000 customer engagements that leverage Watson and many of those uh, impact your your listeners and your viewers on a daily basis through the companies that we work with. So if you want to learn more about some of those and how IBM may be touching you every day, uh, go to ibm.com slash Watson or slash AI. Terrific. Thank you, Seth. We appreciate you joining us. Seth Dobrin is the Chief Artificial Intelligence Officer. Definitely one of the most interesting titles we've had lately on the program. I'm Dave Graveline. Don't go away. More to come as Into Tomorrow continues right here on the Advanced Media Network. You don't need to be tech savvy to record and publish your own podcast, but we're guessing listeners of Into Tomorrow would pick it up pretty easily. And it's also less costly than you might imagine. Plans start at just $12 a month. Go to Blueberry.com. That's B-L-U-B-R-R-Y.com to start your free trial. Into Tomorrow continues on this happy birthday to Cameron weekend. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you by the Dexcom G6 Continuous Glucose Monitoring System. The future of diabetes management is here. Visit dexcom.com. Carl in the Dakotas listens to the free Into Tomorrow podcast, and very cool. We love you for it, for participating by clicking the Ask Dave microphone at intotomorrow.com. Hey, Carl. This is for your app of the week or app of the month or app app of the year. I'm highly recommending PDF Expert. They have a free version and a premium version. There's a lot of PDF apps out there. There might be better ones, but I think this one has all the tools most people will need. If you're thinking about moving to a paperless existence as a taking notes, this is an excellent choice. It allows you to write freehand. It also allows you to use speech-to-text. 
and it can also convert Scribble to text using the Apple features. You can choose basic backgrounds from them, or you can convert to PDF from any Word or Excel or Google Doc or Sheet you have to get just what you want for your notes. There's also choices for other iCloud options. You can insert images, and it's kind of tricky. There's two places in their menus where you insert images. One of them is a premium version, and the other part you can do it. So you have to look around for that feature. And also there's shapes that you can insert. There's also a search feature that's kind of useful if you're previously writing things on paper and had a notebook full of stuff. If you needed to search it, it would be kind of inconvenient if you start going PDF expert and use the handwriting conversion to text, your notes will be easily searched if you keep them all in one folder or one file rather. So that's PDF expert, pretty handy app for free. Very cool. Well, thank you, Carl. See, there's a fun listener who's obviously been listening for a long time because we haven't had an app of the week in a while. And now we have, or an app of the year, as he says. So it sounds like a very cool app, something that folks might want to try, which is why we appreciate his call and participation. Yes, and our uh, web team has found the link to the app. So if you're interested, it's, you know, unfortunately, it's iOS only. Oh, so you, what? You, you I shouldn't have paid are, attention to it then. You droids are out of it, but uh, we'll have a link to it on our website at intotomorrow.com if you want to check it out. Only for iPhoneies. Yes. Then. All right. And an email from Antonio in Milan, Italy. He downloads the free Into Tomorrow podcast, sends the following email. Says, hi, Dave. Thieves. I can't do an Italian accent. So well, don't even have, try. You just have to pretend I'm, I'm Italian. Well, pretend you're Antonio uh, or Luigi. With, with my, waving my hands in the or air. Or Mario. So, you know, hi, Dave. Thieves entered my brother's company last weekend and used a jammer to block the frequency of the system. Oh. I wanted to know if there's an anti-jammer since they stole a lot of material. Thanks a lot. Oh, wow. Antonio, sorry to hear about that. Jammers work, of course, by disrupting specific frequencies. So to block the jammer... You'd have to disrupt the same frequency that it's already spamming. There's no way to tell the spammer's signal apart from the legitimate traffic on that frequency. If the alarm system was disrupted, then at least one of two things was jammed. The Wi-Fi's frequency or the cell connection's frequency. Yeah, and the solution for either one of those is to use a wired connection. Even then, thieves can always cut a physical line if they know where to find it. So your brother's best bet may be to see if your alarm company can call him if they lose the connection to his alarm system, even if the alarm wasn't going off before the connection was severed. Yeah, now that has been happening for many, many years, the ability with land lines, remember that, actual phone lines, then they would constantly send a little pulse, a little signal to the central station, if you will. And if the central station no longer received that little inaudible pulse, then they would notify the business owner or the local police department, depending on how things are set up. So, Antonio, I hope that that can be the best opportunity uh, for your brother's business. And let us know if that works out for him, because I hate to hear about those things, not just because I'm a former police officer, because it drives me nuts that, you know, some scumbags got into his business and stole a bunch of stuff. But the fact that it's not always easy to deal with, in this case, sounds a little more complicated. In the meantime, let's all please meet at intotomorrow.com. I can't let diabetes get in my way. So here's what I do. I wear the Dexcom G6. 
It continuously sends my glucose numbers to my phone. And the arrow shows me where I'm headed and how fast, without finger sticks or scanning, making it much easier to keep my glucose in range. The more time I spend in range, the better I feel, and the more I can cross off my list. Don't let diabetes get in your way. Check out Dexcom.com slash in range. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G6 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. During our 27th year on the air and bringing you further into tomorrow, thanks for tuning in. I'm Dave Graveline. I'm Chris Graveline. This portion of Into Tomorrow is brought to you in part by Blueberry Podcasting. If you want to become a podcaster, you'll soon discover the options can be a bit overwhelming, but Blueberry makes it easy. Visit blubrry.com. So it's Blueberry without the E. Yes. They cost more. They couldn't afford to buy a vowel. Right. (laughs) There you go. Thank you. And here's another email. Very email and intensive on the show today. A lot of shy listeners, I guess. I know. Don't be shy. It's just me and Chris. Come on. We won't tell anybody. Call in. We want to hear you on the program. But Richard, here in Miami somewhere, listens online, sends this email. Do you know someone that I can hire to help me with the weak Wi-Fi signal in my house? AT&T wants me to rent their repeaters forever. Oh, don't do that. (laughs) Richard, we don't know of any service that will help you set up your Wi-Fi other than, of course, something like TaskRabbit or maybe Best Buy's Geek Squad if you really want to pay somebody. Now, if you want to try to tackle this yourself, uh, a mesh system should help you with your problem. The least expensive one you're likely to find is Google's Nest Wi-Fi system, which starts at about $100 per unit, but can be found for less. But there are others from companies like Netgear and Eero that will provide you arguably even better devices. Yeah, there are several out there. Just look for mesh systems, and if it's a company you recognize the name, give it a shot. And make sure, though, that you can bring it back if it doesn't help. Yeah, you and I both use Netgear's Orbi systems in our houses, and they work great for me, especially I've got a two-story townhouse. Mm -hmm. And before I had this mesh system, I couldn't get Wi-Fi up on my second floor. Oh, so the mesh system made the difference. Yeah. Very cool. So let us know, Richard, what you end up with based on our suggestions or others. Stay tuned. We'll ask our listeners to advise. We got some great goodies for folks who call in to the show and be heard on the program. No promises, no guarantees, but mention Two or three of the following items. We'll do our best to get them to you. From Sensation, we've got their Performer Deluxe All-in-One Party and Karaoke System. From Human Touch, Reflex 5S Foot and Calf Massagers. Everybody wants one of these. And Human Touch has actually sent us more to share with you. What we got to hear you on the air. we got a box of goodies from Skosh, including a Magic Mount Pro Charge 5 Magnetic Wireless Charging Mount for your car. So this is a Qi charger for your vehicle, and it just magnet mounts. Qi charger and... And the, the, whatever Apple's charging, their new charging system, I forget oh. what it's called, Magic Charge, whatever they call it. Magic. Yeah, yeah okay. That. <laughs> and Cut and Go, Into Tomorrow branded emergency seatbelt cutters and window breakers. We'll throw one of those in if you ask for it. And TurboTax, hurry if you haven't filed your taxes yet. This is your last chance. Participate. Ask for a TurboTax code. Intotomorrow.com. We'll see you there.